Welcome back to the show that is really good when the crowd gets behind it. It's Pro Grapplers. Introducing first, I am redefining no DQ as a suplex on everything match. I am Amazing Jason Sigler, and my opponent, he is getting tired of apologizing because he did nothing wrong. He is Steve the Shin Kicker Shinny. I, I did do nothing wrong. And that would be an awesome match stipulation. There's like four targets around the ring, and you have to suplex the other person onto each one of them. That'd be fun. It's kind of like a tables match, but more like precision oriented. It's for like, it, you'd have to have like, you know, Jason, or not, uh, Chad Gable versus, I don't know, another actual good wrestler, but I'd watch it. I mean, the one I'm, the one I'm talking about is Akira Tozawa, so maybe just have him do it. Yeah, yeah, those two could wrestle. I'd watch them wrestle. I would absolutely watch them wrestle. And we did this week. We, we, we made a very smart decision. Pat ourselves on the back. We decided not to watch Raw and SmackDown as our main shows this week. And my God, was that a good decision. Because they made some decisions that were really just incomprehensible. And we will talk about those in the second segment. But our first segment is dedicated to the lesser known shows of the WWE. The network shows. The 205 Lives, the NXT UKs, and the NXTs. So, we have, uh, most of us have watched most of this, <laughs> so we'll talk about most of it. Um, you can talk we'll, about all we'll, of it, I'll talk about the good parts. Well, it, that's not necessarily true, because I, I said you didn't miss much on 205 Live, but there were uh, there, there was at least one good match. And uh, so it kicked off with Arya Davari versus Noam Dar, who fulfills the, okay, if you're going to be on this show, you got to be on the other show too, this, of this week. Because he is on NXT UK as well, and uh, it it was it was fine. It was Davari has to win because he's the number one contender, and the number one contender can never lose because then they look weak going into their match. Yeah, generally. essentially what that was. Uh, the Singh brothers, you missed the Singh brothers having their second match on Two Hundred Five Live, facing local talent. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Okay. Once again, don't try and make me feel bad for missing 205 Live by bringing up the Singh Brothers. Second, the Singh Brothers got a squash match? And they weren't yes. the squashies? Correct. They were the squashers? I guess maybe they'll make 205 Live t- tag titles eventually and they have to be, you know, hot because they only have like two tag teams on 205 Live. For now, at least. Uh, they, they, they danced at the end and my wife did not like it. That is that is my only note about this match. <laughs> Why didn't she like the dancing? Uh it was it was a bit too sexual. <laughs> she Something said no I, one has said about the Singh brothers ever. No. She she remarked about it. She's like, I like when Big E does that, but I don't like when they do it at all. <laughs> so that's that that tells you exactly what the dancing looked like and uh her opinion on it. Uh Tazawa and Canellis fought in a no DQ match where uh, not not a whole lot terribly innovative here but um, lots of suplexes like I said there was on the on the chairs of course because we got to do that now uh, suplex on a trash can he got a trash can involved at one point the trash can went on Canellis's head and Tazawa did his diving headbutt through the ropes into it and really only hurt himself and I think he knew that but it's still it it, it, it I haven't seen that in a while. I haven't seen a trash can get involved in a match in a while, so that was that was kind of a nice throwback. Um, 
was a very small crowd too. A lot of the people had left from SmackDown already and they did not have much to work with, but the very small contingent that was still there gave them a this is awesome chant by the time they were done. So it, it was one of the weakest this is awesome chants you've ever seen because a third of the crowd was left, but it 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 still was impactful enough to get them off their butts and you know cheer for a match that they probably should have been home for already. Yeah, it's so. it's hard to keep people around. I, I feel bad for. I don't know. I don't know how it all the people on two five live. Yeah, and also the people <laughs> who try and stay because you know that's yeah that's a lot of wrestling. It uh, is. They should just give up the live aspect of it and and intermingle the matches throughout a regular SmackDown taping, but it, they got to go live, so that's out. Yeah, yeah, and that's that. I also would like to see because considering how I NXT UK and NXT especially are better shows. And I think that partially is because they're taped. They don't have to be live. They're taped live, but they, they can, you know, go through production. They can change things if they need to. I, I think that helps. I, not in every case. I do like live shows. I like the excitement of them, but I, I wish they did more taped stuff. So uh, I, I think it would help the product some. Yeah. I, I don't think live actually adds that much to it but I don't think of it as a sports thing. So I know a lot of people do. So maybe it's, I don't know. I don't know. It'll be, a, it'll be interesting to see where we're, where we're, uh, our thinking is on that come October. Once SmackDown, you know, debuts on Fox and they probably treat it like much more like a sports product. It'll be, I mean, they have now they have, they're showing graphics on their shows now that so like our our killer sports lineup throughout the weekend. It starts on Thursday with Thursday night football, and then Friday night SmackDown is the next thing, and then it goes to I think a re- not arena football, some other football on Saturday, and then of course football uh, NFL on Sunday. So it's it, they're definitely positioning it as the other another sport that we're covering, and I don't know, it's, it's definitely going to change things, like. I don't know. I'm I'm very excited about it. If it even goes through now, their the ratings are so bad. Apparently, the entire deal was based on lies. Um, it wasn't lies. It's definitely. I I think when it starts, the ratings are probably gonna spike because it's on Fox and this is a new thing. And then they'll drop off. And yeah, they'll. The, the, well, there'll be more stuff like we had this week, which we're not getting to yet, but we will talk about that. Um, final note about that match that I was just talking about. Uh. Hurricane Rana off the top on uh, through two tables. Uh, actually, Canellis goes through them. I won't say d- gently, I guess. I don't know how gently you can go through two tables. Not really. I've, I've never done it. I don't want to do it. But um, Tazawa goes straight to the floor. Like, I mean, you, you're doing Hurricane Rana. There's only one place you can go after you finish doing the move is down. And he kind of goes down on his shoulder into the table. It, it, it looked really painful for him. So I hats off to both men. They, they really... Uh, Put on a heck of a no DQ match on 205 Live. On NXT UK, uh, we got a molten hot crowd in Glasgow, Scotland. Oh my god. They are uh, very vocal about pretty much everything, especially the Coffee Brothers and uh, Gallus, because they are from Glasgow. I don't know if that's actually true. I don't. I, I assume so, because they definitely treated them like the hometown boys. And it was an interesting match because Joe Coffey wrestled a f- not face completely, but he definitely changed his style up. And so did Flash Morgan Webster, who was he, he was facing. He, you know, was playing to the crowd and giving them like looks just like, OK, I know you hate me just because he's the hometown boy. So I'll do this. But whatever. 
Uh, and that match was actually a fatal... Uh, so they're calling them fatal four-way qualifiers, which is confusing because the match itself is not a fatal four-way. But it's a number one contender... Or, uh, sorry, it's a There will be a fatal four- four-way, and this is to qualify Correct. for it. Yes, and that, that fatal four-way will be for the number one contender to uh, the UK title, whoever has that when this match happens. So uh, Joe Coffey came out on top. Um, what did you think of that match? I liked it a lot. I think the crowd added a lot to it. It, it absolutely did. And the fact that um, I like both those wrestlers a lot and they're, they're very contrasting styles. And I think coffee has kind of been in a bit of a slump and it was good to see him break out of it. So, Yeah. And, and in his hometown, that's especially in, in decisive fashion. I mean, Webster gets some offense in, but it's, it's Joe coffee's match. And I, I want to see Gallus stop being the undisputed era of NXT UK. Where they, you know, talk about this is we are Gallus and Gallus is NXT UK and this is our kingdom and then they lose every match. It's just like okay, you can't you can't keep saying that. It's like the NWO had said that, and then I mean they were some cheating bastards, but they at least won matches because they cheated. They didn't just lose every match after saying we are you know we are the people that run this place. I mean that's the way that WWE is now. It's a lot of showing, not telling. How do you get people over by telling them they're over? Yeah. Yeah, and again, there'll be ample uh, examples of that when we talk about the Raw and SmackDown. Nina Samuels wrestles a match, and they're they're clearly building her up to maybe take on Tony Storm one day. I mean, she's she's cutting promos directly on Tony Storm and saying, uh, like, putting her family in them, which is the first time I can remember any of the women in NXT UK really cutting a promo on somebody that's not just "you suck" and "I'm better," so I should be, you know, the champion. It's actually like she brings her family in and saying like, oh, it's so sad that you had to leave your family behind to do this wrestling thing. Maybe I'll beat you so you can go back to your family. It's kind of the AJ Styles thing. Like, I'm going to beat you so you can go back to your family because I know you love them so much. <laughs> I'm a nice guy. I'm going to help you be with your wife and kid. Or, well, husband and kids in this case. But Yeah. So uh, that, that match happens. It's against uh, somebody who's maybe an up-and-comer but looked like just a jobber to me. So. Casey Owens, I've never. I, I, it reminded me that she sound like Kevin Owens, so I was like, "Oh, we had another KO." <laughs> she, she, she was fine. I, maybe she'll become a thing in the future. Uh, I think probably your favorite match on this, maybe of all these shows that we watched, was Mustache Mountain versus The Hunt. Dang right, it was Hunt, 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 Hunt. Oh, uh, um, Primate and Wild Boar make for very interesting names for a tag team, and then calling them together the Hunt is a—it's it, a very good choice, I think. Yeah, I, they, but everything I, I love about big, crazy animalistic men beating up uh, other big animalistic men—basically <laughs> a lot yeah. of uh, beard punching. <laughs> yes, um, I—I did want to note that. You can tell how awesome this crowd is going to be by the fact that uh, the the tossing of the towels that Mustache Mountain does before the match, you know, when they wing, they wind them up and then throw them on the top rope, that the crowd acts like that is Hulk Hulk Hogan hulking up the Hulkamaniacs, like they went for it. They they they, they threw towels and they were very into that. So that that is how I knew how intense this crowd was going to be. Yeah, yeah. The, the, the UK crowd is always a good show. That I mean, sometimes they're a little more muted. Like I, full sail definitely can be as well because it's a smaller crowd. I get it, but this one, it, it was like a, a takeover crowd to me. Like they they really just popped for not everything, but everything that deserved to be popped for. And 
uh, it just made the show that much better. And I think they're taping several there. So I think we may get to see that crowd even more, which would be good. Um, I just love watching mustache mountain, mustache mountain matches. Cause you get Trent seven who almost always starts the match. He's the, the older veteran, but he still can go. I mean, he still has a good uh, energy to him, I think. But then, like, you know, five minutes in, he finally tags in Bait, and Bait just cleans house and puts on a clinic of, you know, how strong he is and how innovative he can be. And then you finally tag back in Seven, and it's uh, he's gotten, you know, rested, and he can now... He, he, he feels like he wants to match the pace that Bait set. So he goes even harder, and I just I I love that flow to their matches. I love watching Mustache Mountain matches. I could watch them all day. Then then watch them all day. No one. I might just do right, that. Go do that. Put them on more shows. <laughs> don't put them on Raw and SmackDown though. Don't ruin them. Bring them over to NXT. Have them hang out for a bit. Yeah, that'd be fun. Just don't 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 ruin them, please. Don't ruin our big strong boys. Uh, the match you didn't get to watch, I'm sad, is the Grizzled Young Veterans defending against Kenny Williams, and it was meant to be Amir Jordan, his partner, but he instead gets partnered with Noam Dar, and uh, they come up short. Grizzled Young Veterans uh, come up with a successful defense, but it was a it was a very good match. Yeah, I can't imagine it wouldn't be like those are some some wrestling wrestling wrestlers. <laughs> I. Uh, if if it wasn't so late last night, I would have watched it. Yeah, yeah. I it's one that I would go back and watch just just to see it, not like you know give your notes on it or whatever. Just just watch it, just because it's it's got some callbacks to uh, at one point both uh, Williams and Dar have them in each guy in like an ankle lock slash knee bar, and they're holding hands, so they're doing the kind of like DIY. I've done that the revival, like uh, the, it's kind of like a nice callback to NXT domestic tag matches on the of the takeover variety so uh yeah really dug that show this week uh crowd did a heck of a lot for that but very good nxt i believe you want to watch all of that yes yes i did so uh i mean the big the big thing is matt riddle taking on adam cole and uh matt riddle is another one that i just love watching wrestle because he he He's got that kind of Brock Lesnar style where you don't know what he's going to do. Like, he's unpredictable, but he's not as dangerous, it feels like. Like, uh, Brock Lesnar feels like, you know, he's going to suplex you, but he's going to land you on your shoulder and just break you in half. Like, you're you're never going to recover from this. Matt Riddle feels like he has more control over that, but... Uh, so... Yeah. I, feel- I agree that Matt Riddle's great, but you literally just described every Brock Lesnar match and said you never know what he's going to do, and then proceeded to say exactly what he was going to do. Well, no, because you don't know what he's going to do. Like, whatever he does next, it it could be the end of you. Like, Matt Riddle feels like he's he's strong, definitely, and, but I, I don't know. He, he's not the animal. Like, he, I'd love to see him take on the animal, the beast, whatever. Uh, but, yeah, he, just, he has more control, and uh, I think that makes him, I don't know, maybe even deadlier. But anyways, uh, he defeats Adam Cole, thanks to Roderick Strong. Uh, just caring about his buddy and trying to help and instead screws it up and we continue the dissolution of Undisputed Era or at least for Roderick Strong I don't know about all of them but uh, not yeah I think it's going to be the, the beginning of the end and Roderick Strong is going to be pulled away but uh, O'Reilly and Fish the o, the o Fish they're going to be together forever please they're the, they're the original bromance I I certainly don't see a place for either of those guys on that roster outside of a tag team, especially with the Undisputed Era. So I 
I, I hope you're right. I hope they stick together. I, I like them as a team, but I, I, I just, I, I, I do like that. They put the mic on Adam Cole, like at the end of the show and like really let, let us hear what he was saying. You know, just saying like every time I have a match, I'm winning. And then Roderick Strong comes down and I lose. You know, he doesn't say like, you know, he ruins it or whatever. He's just like, I lose. So what do you, what does that tell you? The causation tells you that that's Roderick Strong's fault. I'm like, no, that doesn't. What, yeah, the whole thing that felt like a little forced in like why he's upset. Like he didn't do anything, but at the same time, it was very well done and it felt very real and very, uh, I don't know, sports like. It's like yeah. something they end up on a beef history episode on uh, Sportsbook Nation or whatever. So they've announced uh, NXT 25. Is coming June first, and that will be happening uh, outside of any WWE pay per view weekend. That's just it's its own thing, so it's getting a standalone show. And uh, do you think that we'll see a strong Cole match on that card? Is that where they do the blow off? Uh, that seems like a waste of Adam Cole. Like this is a good story and an interesting one, but I still don't give a crap about Roderick Strong. I really love watching him wrestle. I love his matches. I don't I don't care about him as a character, no. I I think if you did more of a thing with him and his actual wife who, you know, is with the with Shayna Baszler and all of her friends. I <laughs> I wasn't going to say it, but now you say it, yes. Um So yeah, I I I would like to see that match. I I would absolutely want to watch that, but I don't I don't know like necessarily care about the build like they're their friendship dissolving is like, I mean, was it really a friendship to begin with? Like he, he joined just out of kind of convenience. Y'all are work colleagues. And let's be honest here. Like if someone on my team at work made me lose something and I got mad, like no one's going to care. No one's going to like tune in like, Ooh, Steve's finally throwing down with Eric. Here we go. And then tomorrow they'll be sitting there working together in a meeting. Exciting. So yeah, I'm excited about that NXT uh, 25 show that'll be coming up here in, gosh, before you know it, three weeks. Yeah, I think after Money in the Bank next weekend. I don't remember when the Saudi Arabia show. Apparently, the Saudi Arabia show. The rumor now is that they're they're dancing around the title, uh, the Sands of Time. <laughs> My gosh, that's what they might call that. Which I think works because they're bringing the Undertaker's going, Goldberg's going. Uh, I think Hulk Hogan's going like they're bringing like literally all the old guys out of the mothballs because nobody else wants to go other than Roman Reigns, who I guess thinks maybe he'll get to fight Brock Lesnar and finally get comeuppance for that, that horrible cage well, match. Now, now he's a retired ending. He's not going to go to Las Vegas. He's going to stick around. Brock Lesnar's coming back, Jason. Brock Lesnar's coming back. If he does, I pledge not to watch Raw where he'll obviously show up for at least two weeks. Oh, that'll be nice. Okay, maybe it's not so bad. <laughs> Brock Lesnar, Brock Lesnar. Two weeks <laughs> off for Steve. Two weeks off for Steve. All right, well, we're going to come back and talk about the, the idiocy that was Ron SmackDown after the break. And we're back to talk about the genius of Vince Kennedy McMahon. Genius. Oh, so Raw kicks off and hey, it's Roman Reigns. Wait a minute. He's on the other show now. We can't be having that. Uh, And he says, 
I'm here. I want to fight. And Vince McMahon says, we have a new rule. It's a wild card rule. And it means three men can come from SmackDown to Raw and vice versa. And I'm a genius. Nobody's ever done something like this before. It's like, yo dog, you, you are the one that came up with the brand split. And I, like, you could end that anytime you want. Having guys come from show to show is not a genius ploy. It's a ratings ploy. Apparently it sounds like it was requested by Fox because they're going to want that when SmackDown becomes a thing. So they can have, you know, raw guys. So they don't have to worry about missing out on the big stars. They get everybody if they want them. Um, and ratings have been terrible. So whatever we get, uh, <laughs> we get Daniel Bryan versus Kofi Kingston in the main event. So we get a SmackDown main event. Uh, and the WrestleMania uh, match as the main event of Raw. So, I mean, I can't complain about that. That's certainly true. Yeah, but so a general concern I have about all this stuff is if you're trying to boost ratings by doing stuff on the show, you need to tell people you're going to do it on the show. Like if you, you know why people tune in for the big games on sports because they knew they were happening like days or even weeks in advance and they could plan around it. Well, unfortunately that's, that's just not how WWE is booked for the most part. I mean, hell they will announce matches and uh, talk them up and then they don't actually happen on the show and, and just never stupid. explain it. It is. It's absolutely. And I, I, I know I'm a smart and I don't know what's actually happening, but I mean, I, I have to imagine it's attributable to Vince McMahon. Like, on his whims, he just decides, nope, okay, we're doing this instead. Like, when the four guys from SmackDown showed up the first time, and Gargano and Ciampa and Ricochet and Black, just all of a sudden, they're on Raw, and they're on SmackDown. Why did that happen? Because somebody decided. When did they decide it? Like, two hours before they went on air. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I cannot imagine, and hearing, like, the podcast after the fact and people that talk about it, you know, after they've been through it themselves – that has to be the worst, just most maddening work situation. Like, forget about the entertainment and what, telling all your fans what you're going to be doing. Like, working like that at a show that's just like, oh, yeah, you're going to have a match tonight? No, sorry, that's canceled. That's not going to happen anymore because we have to do this instead. Like, regardless of all that, we, the wild card rule is now in effect, which, as I said off air, I don't, it would not shock me at all to see that just completely forgotten about this week and it's never a thing again. No, they're, like they've they they've committed to it now. Even if here's the thing, even if they don't ever have a wild card rule show up again, someone's gonna have a finishing move called the wild card rule. <laughs> That'll be the new Viking experience. No, no, the Viking experience is never going away. They will always do that. But that move that the hunt do that's the wild card rule. The wild card rule. That's how you. That's how you get noticed. That's ah, I love it. Get them on the show. Push those beards to the moon. Look at all that beard beef. Beard beef is not a thing. Do not buy beard beef. It is fake. So, um, we get uh, some fun out of that. I mean, uh, Roman then, uh, also, they also announced that Roman will be fighting McIntyre in another WrestleMania uh, rematch. It's It's... It's fine. It's not, again, not what it should be. Drew McIntyre needs a strong win. Let's give him a strong win. It's still not that. So, like, why did we do it? And the, Us- the Usos, 
Uh, they're they're on Raw now, so this is not part of the wild card thing. But they and the revival, which I you know the revival tried to leave, and maybe now they're being punished. Who knows? But why, why, why do the Usos have to occupy this spot of whatever they're doing? Pranksters, like two thousand year two thousand pranksters. Like why do we have the Jerky Boys on Raw now? So. I I hate this a lot less than a lot of other people. That but, then you hate it. You do not hate it enough. Then <laughs> let me teach you to hate, sir. I'm, I'm, the the last two years of the show is you've been teaching me to hate things in wrestling. Don't worry about that. But here's the thing: it is misdone. It should not be the Usos doing this. But I wouldn't call this prankstering. I would call this bullying. And if this were the revival doing this to the I would say the Singh brothers or anybody else, like the the classic icy hot in the jock strap thing. That's a classic jock bully move. And if the revival or even the bar for X sake were doing it to a face team and they were pushing it as a, we're just hazing you, bro. It's okay. That would be interesting. That would be something good. And I, I it would feel very realistic and something that could happen. Now it's out of character for the Usos. These Usos, heck, if it had been the old Usos, the the in the paint Usos, then this probably would have worked. I think it's just uh, unfortunately timed and unfortunately placed. And it feels, I think people are making it more of a thing because we know they're mistreating the revival. But that's just my I mean, that's That's definitely part of it, yeah. I, I also think just the, just the angle itself is stupid because, okay, it's a stupid prank. Like you said, I've, I've heard of that before. That's a dumb thing to do. Stop it, but okay, whatever. But then to go the extra mile of, like, they pour water on it, it's like, oh, man, water activates it. It's like, okay, you don't need to overbook this stupid prank. Just do it and move on. But water does activate it. That's how it works. Your sweat gets in there, and then you start getting your, your, your icy hot. Activate. Icy hot powers activate on my nuts. And it, it's say what you will about the revival. They sold the heck out of that. They are consummate professionals, and they are doing their best. Absolutely. I will agree with that 100%. They they sold that like Looney Tunes like you've never seen before on a wrestling show. It was I I kind of like to think it was they were overdoing it on purpose just like Shawn Michaels oversold Hulk Hogan's offense that one time. <laughs> he would get punched and like go flying over the ropes and then go flying over the barrier outside from one punch. I th- I, I feel like that's what it was. Like there's like, "Oh, you want us to ham it up like we got icy hot on our balls?" Okay check this out so yes they did they did sell it very well and uh uh, moving on from that let's move on to a positive how about the firefly funhouse everything's going well everybody's in a good mood and oh dear ramblin rabbit rest in peace (laughs) screw that bohemian it's bohemian lifestyle and ideologies (laughs) somebody should eat all the bohemians i don't know what that means I'm so con- I'm so ignorant and confused, but I'm loving it. Eat that rabbit, it's, Mercy. Eat that rabbit. It is. Uh, I, I I think my favorite part of that whole segment might be when they show the children for the first time and they look lobotomized. Yeah, that was pretty like, great. Literally no expression, and Bray's still smiling, and he still does the. Uh, I'll light the way. All you have to do is let me in, and then bye. It's. Uh, so apparently this week they also had they ran well Bray Wyatt I, I 
through the WWE is wanting people to go on a scavenger hunt. He's saying like, as far as back as like 2015, if you look in my interviews, I will give you clues and they, those will tell you what my plan is, like what, what's coming next. And I don't have that kind of time. So I haven't checked Reddit to see who's figured it out and what's going on. But yeah, they, they made a big deal about the go back through, look through my interviews from as far back as 2015 and you'll have clues as to what I'm doing next. I, I haven't heard anything from that, so I don't know where the investigation lies, but that's... Uh... So someone has supposedly identified the right show to get the, the promos, so they found the promos, but he said there's one sentence in each one that doesn't belong, and I'm sitting there, I'm thinking like, Bray, that's every line of all of your promos. <laughs> Seriously. No, I think... There's no coherent thought structure from one part of your promo to the end. You are just spouting... <laughs> random sentences and then we as the in there's the dedicated viewer have to try and put together and figure it out so try and figure out the random out of the random no that doesn't make sense it's like the greatest detective in the world gets put on the case and they're like matt hardy has a new gimmick watch his promos from the last two years like no i'm out I know what you're talking about, and I can't do that. I'm sorry. Take the third letter of every Matt fact. Matt fact. Oh, my God. <laughs> take only Matt the facts. Matt facts that aren't true. Then take the... <laughs> like, they're all not true. They're all just d- garbage. But, no, I'm, I'm, I'm loving Bray Wyatt. I, I, d- uh, I don't know how long they can keep this up. I can sense this going very fashion files if they don't get him in a wrestling ring soon and have him destroy... Not a jobber. No more enhancement talent smashing. That's being overdone right now. Destroy Mike Kanellis. He's not worth anything. Just kill him. Literally kill him. Which would be especially mean because they'd have to bring him from 205 Live, which is on SmackDown, to 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 do that. Yeah. I, the well, way they're showing both wild the way they're rule, showing Jason. wild card rule. Well, also that well, I don't know if that applies to 205 Live though, because he's not technically on SmackDown, but. I, the way they're showing these segments on both shows, I I think they're trying to, they're hedging their bets. Like they they're not, they, he may be one of those guys that gets to float and be on both shows, or maybe they just don't know where they're going to put him yet. Or I, I, given how things have gone recently, I don't know that they know where this is going. Like exactly. Like I I would I think Bray <laughs> the guy, the guy to figure out the room. The, the crossword puzzle of the promos and trying, what what do we do with this. He's got one of uh, uh, Pinhead's uh, puzzle boxes on his desk, and he's just toying with it, just poking <laughs> at it with a stick. A little, yeah, that, that that's Vince McMahon right now. Um, we get uh, two other matches on Raw with, versus local talent. Lucha, Lucha House Party and Lacey Evans both get wins against uh, random people, and I, I really don't understand why Lucha, Lucha House Party had to. I mean, they lost to the, the Viking Raiders recently, so... Maybe that's building them back. I don't. I. I don't get that. And Lacey Evans. All I can assume it is. And Lacey Evans wins just to give her a match that's you know definitive. But again, I, nobody we ever ever heard of. So who cares? I. I'm excited about her match with Becky Lynch. I. I. I she's had some decent matches in NXT. She never had any like amazing takeover match or whatever. So, I. It'll be interesting to see if she sinks or swims when it comes to that title match. But. Uh, I hope she does, because Raw certainly needs it. If she turns out to be, you know, a dud, then Raw has nothing. 
Yep. Except maybe the maybe Miss Money in the Bank if Alexa brings that home. Oh, Alexa Bliss, save us all! But she's not going to win it again. She won it last time. Ah, they've done back to back winner. Uh, somebody winning it both two years in a row, I think, before. So I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> Carmella doesn't uh, count. Uh, you're, you're correct. Carmella does not count. Kofi Kingston wins the title match at the end of the night. Uh, everybody's expecting uh, Schmaz with uh, Owens showing up, and that never happens. It's just a straight-up match. That's a pretty good rematch. And I, it, uh, Raw still cannot get out on time, and it feels like they you know, are just told in like 30 seconds, we got to go. Like It's 11, almost 11 o'clock. All right, hit him with the, kit, with the Trouble in Paradise. Let's get out of here. <laughs> just does it, and... Yeah, what? But the rest of the match is good, and Kofi Kingston uh, also shows up on SmackDown because that's his show, and uh, so we get to see two title defenses from him in two nights, and that's a it's a lot for him to go through because he it, he doesn't pull back, he doesn't you know not give his all in both matches. So we got to see him wrestle a visiting Sami Zayn and a visiting AJ Styles. Okay, for that you, match, you skipped the whole Sami Zayn on Raw thing, and I know we're running out of time, but I want to point out that he. Got out of that dumpster faster than Braun Strowman got out of his dumpster. Sami Zayn is bigger, stronger, and tougher than Braun Strowman. And the I only like... negative uh, consequence of that action was that he smelled bad. The man is impervious. Monster, heel, Sami Zayn. Um, no, he's not Super Shredder. That's not that. That's in your head, Canon. I do like. I think as a comment from somebody. This week that said uh, Braun Strowman going through what he went through with the garbage truck before at uh, uh, whatever show that was uh, TLC, I think uh, he has now gained powers where he can communicate with garbage trucks. And so he he that's how he was able to summon like that garbage truck was not just waiting there because it was like, what, 930 at night on a Monday. There's no way that garbage truck would just be there. He actually called that thing to him. And that's that's how he controlled it. That's. I, I like that. That 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 is headcanon I can get behind. Yeah, I'm in it. But yes, Sami Zayn goes to a goes to a garbage truck because we have to finally have him interact with somebody and when I have it be Braun Strowman, I don't know. But his stuff on SmackDown was much better where he got to wrestle, you know, a, a good match with Styles and Kingston and actually, you know, hit a blue thunder bomb at one point and had, you know, a, a lot of the crowd thinking maybe that this, you know, could actually happen because uh, Kevin Owens had interfered. So, why not have Kevin Owens help Sami Zayn win and then just take it from Sami Zayn immediately? Like, bought, pa- apron power bomb him and we get a swerve. And I don't know. I, SmackDown was definitely better than Raw, but uh, the wild card did not necessarily have anything to do with that. The wild card also is it, is to blame for having Shane McMahon on both shows. I'm going to say that. I don't know if that's true, but let's end the wild card for that reason only. <laughs> Please. Yes, I like seeing The Miz. Uh, hey, uh, uh, Shane McMahon is the reason for everything at this point. Uh, and the Usos also got to come back over and uh, interrupt his giving of the tag titles to Brian and Rowan, which I thought was, you know, that, that perfect for his character where he's at right now. Just giving the titles to the least deserving people and... The Usos show up saying, you know, those t- we we fought for those titles. We made those titles what they are. At least put them up once. And Shane, unfortunately, kind of breaks character. And is like, you know what? You're right. There should be a match. And it'll be right now. 
It's so. only because I know that the people that I want to win are going to win. So go ahead. Yeah, well, they do. And it's a, that was a good match. I, I enjoyed that tag match. Uh, the Usos getting to be, you know, just the, the penitentiary Usos and not the jerky boys Usos. So that was, that was nice for a moment. And uh, Ali defeated Andrade in a very, very short match that Randy Orton made sure ended way too quickly. So we want to see more of that. And uh, apparently Buddy Murphy and the Iconics all showed up, but it was off the air. Like, you can see those clips on on YouTube, but mm. they did not show them on the show. All right, I'll go to YouTube. I, it's not. I mean, Buddy Murphy shows up and says, Ali, I've got your number. And for whatever reason, and the Iconics uh, get don't get to talk. The Wait, they didn't get to talk? <laughs> I, what, what are they doing? No, they did, they did get to talk, just not much. It was, they came out on the ramp, and it, it's kind of like they just kept the crowd warm during a commercial break or something. What's the point of having the Iconics if you're not going to let them talk a lot? Yes. Speaking of talking a lot, Heavy Machinery apparently want the tag titles because they find Brian and Rowan after they've won and just stare at them for a while. They're weird guys. <laughs> uh, speaking of YouTube me. things you should look up, you should I'd look want up. That title too. Which one? Tag, tag title? Tag. Just any title? Yeah. That, yes, that's, want, that's the whole point of titles, Jason. That's the whole point of wrestling. You want the titles. Yes. No, no, I'm not arguing that. I'm just saying if you like were wandering around backstage at SmackDown, whose title would you be gawking at? Mm. The women's. Well. <laughs> no, because was she even around? I, didn't, I don't remember seeing the either of the two belts on Becky two belts. But the uh... Iconics belts, yeah, I'll gawk. No, they, I, I don't think Becky showed up. Um, not on that show. She, I believe she was on Raw. Uh, but speaking of YouTube things to catch up on, uh, I do recommend going to watch... I think one was on the show, but it was, it's Brian and Rowan talking about their titles uh, once they've won them. And, you know, Dale Bryan saying, I can't wait to get, change these just like I changed the other one because this leather strap is just disgusting to me. Uh, but then they do their photo shoot that everybody has to do now after you win the titles and... It is the most antagonistic photo shoot, like four and a half minutes of just him just running down the photographer and talking about how ugly uh, their souls are and everything and how Rowan, how good Rowan looks while he's taking the photo by himself. And it's, <laughs> it's really, really good. It's, it's perfect Dale Bryan character work in the, in the heel vein. So if you want to see more of that, uh, look up that YouTube clip. It's definitely worth watching. Okay. Um, yeah, I found it. So I will watch this later. I'm done talking to you. And speaking of uh, Becky Two Belts, uh, my favorite thing involving her this week was her giving a shout out to her mom for Mother's Day. And Biggie really, really liking that to the point where he's he's horny for Becky's mom. <laughs> and she might have is, it going on. Is, we don't know. Uh, I, I, that's Stacy's mom. He is. Uh, pining after her on twitter and jr has now gotten involved saying that she uh, he he has a really creepy thing about becky lynch and uh it's really extremely creepy when he had her on his show and like talking about it it, when it comes to like you know you're a beautiful woman and uh, uh, it's it's just really creepy um yeah uh, look up some of that twitter i won't even say beef but uh you know becky just keeps saying dude she's married and he's just like ah I try to play. I'm just, you know, and, and posting pictures of himself lusting. It's, it's funny. It's, it's borderline 
sexual assault. Like we're getting <laughs> we're getting close to that. So I I'm okay with it for right now. Look it up, but then you know if it, if it gets to be too much to you look, for you, look away. You can also look away from this episode because we're done. That's it for this episode of Pro Grapplers. We thank you for listening. If you like it, you can subscribe. You can do that at Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, wherever you find your podcasts. Please leave a review while you're there if that's possible. If you like this show, you can listen to our voices on a couple of other podcasts. You can find us on Digital Strips. We talk about the hottest web comics of the week. And today I learned nothing. We talk about anything else that comes to our minds. And it's usually funny and involves a pun or two. You can follow us on Twitter, at P Grapplers. Individually, I am at the Jason Sigler. Ooh, individually, I am at Idahobo. We'll talk at you next week on the greatest podcast in the history of our sport. I'm Amazing Jason Sigler. I remain Steve the Shin Kicker Shinny. We are coming over to your show thanks to the wild card rule here on Pro Grapplers. Pro Grapplers.